This is the Portland Real Estate Podcast, your number one place for anything you need to know about the Portland real estate market, along with in-depth interviews from our local real estate industry experts. Now, without further ado, here are our hosts, Tucker Merrihue from TTM Development Company and Steve Nassar from Premier Property Group. Well, I'm going to try and do this justice, Steve. You know, I feel the absence of Tucker, but uh, hey, everybody, welcome to the Portland Real Estate Podcast. This is episode number 138, and we have so much to talk about. It's a new year, lots of changes with the podcast, and tomorrow happens to be Masters in Real Estate's 10-year anniversary. We have lots and lots of things to unpack. But first, to introduce kind of the changes that we had, if you missed the last video, and to jump into the 10-year anniversary, my uh, co-host, Steve Nassar. How you doing, buddy? Really, really good. I'm actually typing here for people to give us their questions and comments um, live here on, on, on Facebook, on Masters. You're right, Joe. The ghost of Tucker looms large, right? We actually have done some stuff. We, we talked about this in the Tucker farewell episode, which was episode 137. This is 138. We hired a national consulting company, a podcast consulting company who we've been very impressed with and who has helped us with a few little tweaks we needed. We had been struggling with how to go live into masters. And that was the first and most important thing they helped us do, which we did effectively today. We were testing it a little bit before the show. Some of you might've even noticed in masters that there was a test live stream or two that were posted. So we have, we have some big guns behind us helping us bring this show to you in the, it's most professional and purest form, even though we don't have Tucker and some of his resources that had initially helped us start the show. Heck Tucker might even be watching this from Florida. So if he is, I I hope he is. And I hope we're doing it justice. And, you know, it's important for those of you who didn't, See the last episode, I kind of screwed up recording half of it. I only recorded half, uh, not on the live stream, but on the Spotify and every everywhere else, Stitcher. But, you know, he left and he's in Florida now. And it was, Steve, it was originally his idea, right? Isn't it? He's Absolutely, like, 100%. We got to do this. And it was his baby and he controlled all of the tech. And so now the torch has been passed for Steve and I to make it even better, but we have to control all the tech. And so that's sort of scary when you do it the first time. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of explained the last time on the farewell, farewell show, I said, you know, this is like when Steve Carell left uh, the office, right? I don't know a lot of, if you guys noticed, but if you ever watch Comedy Central, by the way, the office is just like co- on constant repeat, all the episodes. So here in the last you know few months, I've been kind of watching some here and there every once in a while. If I'm getting ready for an appointment on the weekend, I'll I'll turn it on. You know, the office, they lost their their original guy and and you know, kind of the firepower behind it. But what they did do, and it's something Joe and I are committed to doing. First of all, Joe and I are no slouches, right? We can help carry a show. We know that. And and we're uh, and we're excited to do so. But the office also brought in some really cool guests, sometimes for short stints. I don't know if you guys remember, but Will Farrell was in there. He came in as the new branch manager for like 
half a season or a season. And then there was, I don't know all their names, but there was very recognizable people that came in season after season. And that show really did flourish even after Steve Carell was gone. And in that vein, one of the things we talked about on Tucker's Farewell episode is we want to have regular guests. We don't always want this just to be Joe and I. I mean, today it is just Joe and I, and it's actually an anniversary show. And we're going to go into that here in a little bit, an anniversary show for Masters, Masters in Real Estate. But in the future, we want some regular guests. We're going to have people reaching out to us. We're going to be paying attention to who's adding the most value in, in the Masters Real Estate Group people who are commenting on some of our live streams. And we're going to, one way or another, get those people to come on, be our, you know, that third voice on future shows. There'll probably be some people that that are naturals that we'll ask to be regular guests. So as a call to action, if you are interested in that, please, if you have an hour to call Joe, call Joe, because that's usually how long it takes when you call Joe to have a conversation. I have a little, made a little dig on you and face. I think your wife agreed with me, by the way, Joe. She thought it was <laughs> hilarious. And I said, well, if you knew something about the guy that posted that comment, we're both offenders. <laughs> you I, ask what Joe time it a, is and, uh, and we tell Joe, him how to build a watch. <laughs> Joe had a comment about how he in school, he was the kid that talked too much. I said, yeah, no, nobody has ever said I'm going to call Joe real quick in the history of conversations. And, and I was half kidding. But if you want to have a quicker conversation, all kidding aside, call me, but call, reach out to one of us or we'll reach out to you. Let's get some regular guests going and we're going to make this show amazing. We should probably talk about timing and format too, Joe. We've changed to a new day. So for the past about year and a half, two years, really, it was at the start of the pandemic. We had gone to where we were doing Friday shows at 11 a.m. There wasn't really a rhyme or reason to why we were doing that. But Joe and I have kind of discussed this. And between we think a better time slot for this show is Wednesdays at 1130. And to be more specific, we're going to do every third Wednesday, right, Joe, of the month? Yeah, the third Wednesday of the month. Yep. And that's what today is, third Wednesday. Yeah. So every third Wednesday at 1130, and we kind of, we like Wednesday because it's the middle of the week. So those of you who are driving around or, you know, if you can catch it live on Facebook, all the more better. And we figure some of you might even be breaking for lunch, taking, you know, eating lunch at your computer. You can eat there, watch us, comment, be a part of this. If you can't take it live on Facebook, you have other options. You can watch the recording on Facebook and Masters. Or, of course, as has always been the case, we are going to can this, take it, clean it up, and put it out as an actual podcast, which you can get through all your typical podcast sources. It will be dispensed. You can listen to it while you're driving in your car to appointments and all the other good stuff that you've been used to with this podcast. Anything you want to add there, Joe? You know, I think Wednesday is a good call. It's the middle of the week and you get, you're the furthest away from the proximity of, of the weekend. You know, sometimes people borrow a Monday and play hooky or borrow a Friday. If, if you like skiing, like I do, I like skiing when the snow is great and there's no other people. And usually that means not on the weekend. So Fridays doesn't really work as well as Wednesdays. And you know what? Wednesdays for me, I'm usually driving all over town and I listen to podcasts while I drive and it breaks up my day. So 
just because it's a video podcast, I mean, you can listen to it on Spotify and Stitcher and all the places. And it's great because if you are sort of religious about going to masters and reading comments and posting and participating, or even just a faithful lurker, you're going to know the posts we talk about when we unpack the best of masters, because the topics that we introduce are going to have the most comments and the most likes or frowny faces or shocked faces. Those are the ones we talk about, and you're going to know exactly what we're talking about. And our hope is through a podcast, we can expand on it far better than typing pages and pages in the comments. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we, we've always great. been very, very vocal that the podcast and the Facebook group, Masters in Real Estate, they're kind of like peas and carrots, right? To quote Forrest Gump. I mean, they really go hand in hand. They're not competition. It's not one one's better than the other. You know, it's, it's almost like one's a car, one's a boat, you know, what do you need? Do you need to go across land or do you need to go across water? And, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, obviously a podcast is it's a more closed off garden. It's me and Joe talking right now. And there are ways through the, the Facebook group for others to chime in, but it's, it's mostly me and Joe, right? Whereas the Facebook group is everybody. Everybody can comment. Everybody can put in their thoughts. And in the course of making a post, within an hour, you could have 50 people, 80 people, you know, speaking their mind. The challenge with the Facebook group is it's really hard to really peel all the layers of an onion that sometimes has to be done in a conversation, right? Generally speaking, you know, it's you want your comment to be, you know, bite-sized. If it gets much longer than that, People just don't read it and it, it, it loses its effectiveness and, it, and it's just not the best use of a Facebook group. And so that's where the podcast has really come in. We are able to take these subjects that are impactful to you guys, that are ones that are hot topics or they're new, especially when it's a news conversation, right? Something new that's changing, something that's new in the housing market, something new that's new with a compliance situation. And we see that you guys all have lots of thoughts and opinions on it. And of course we do as well, but we can also share some of yours through the podcast. And so, and being able to live stream it into the, the Facebook group only makes that a much more powerful you know, union of the two. So the power of this and masters is we get to have people that, you know, we have almost 8,000 people in the group and then we have a gazillion more people that just listen to the podcast that aren't in the group. We're able to bring the top people who can make a difference and who can listen to us. Like the CEO of uh, RMLS, you know, we've had Kurt on a few times, the top people at PMAR, the real estate commissioner in Salem, the, you know, top people from NAR talking to us about changes that are going to happen before People even know it's a thing, right? And we are able to do that because, you know, together we grow stronger, right? We move together in harmony and it's much more efficient. So I don't know that every single person would have access to, you know, people running for office in in cities that we're in. I mean, we need to know this stuff if we're going to be on top of our game and master our craft and know exactly what we're talking about, we have to know what's going on around us. And 
uh, I think that's a that's a huge value to everybody in the group. And that's part of why I created Masters 10 years ago. So. Yeah, you just rattled off a good punch list that we need to get going on. I, I want to get some of those people back on here, Joe. And you and I collectively need to reach out to Kurt at RMLS. I think he's due for another show. Yeah. Um, commissioner, we've never had the commissioner. That's Steve Strode, right? Yeah. Be a great guest and i bet he would do it i bet we could get him on so those are some great ideas and and um look for that we're, we're gonna be you guys hold us to that we're gonna we're gonna reach out to both those individuals and uh book them for a future show so by, by the way um, steve strode is a member of masters as of a couple months ago so i'm gonna say a phrase if you never heard it before go google it and know what it means antitrust laws <laughs> If you don't know what it means, look it up. It's a massive offense. And I'm just shocked at the number of people that I see all over the internet talking publicly about commissions and, and such. And so mm -hmm. Jan Stransky on Facebook just said we look like brothers, Joe. <laughs> uh, I don't know why she's mad at me. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get into the show. You're the older brother. <laughs> The theme of today's show is what, Joe? It's a special it's a special episode. Well, you know what's popular is the 10-year challenge, you know? People post a photo of 10 years ago and then they post a photo now. And I started Masters in in 2012, January 20th, 2012. I had this I got hit by lightning. You know, I had this Jerry Maguire moment and when I saw it, I didn't sleep that night. That's probably why the logo, the first version of the logo sucks so bad because I made that probably at four in the morning. I just worked through the night and then I think I went to bed at like 11 a.m. But I mean, we have changed a lot. And so what I hope the value that this podcast brings to you today is I want to talk about everything we've been through in the 10 years. And then I want to sort of talk about best practices. I want to give some of the reasons behind some of the rules we have. People really don't think about it. People, uh, for example, someone said, hey, I'm not sure if this is in the rules or not, but I need a buyer broker. Can I go online and ask for a buyer broker? And I said, thank you for asking. And if you don't know if it's within the rules or not, absolutely ask. You can text me, call me, PM me, whatever you want. But you can't because under the no soliciting rule, if I say, hey, I need a buyer broker for my team, and then someone from Steve's team says, hey, you know, you guys look alike, but you're the cooler <laughs> one, Joe. I'd rather work for you. I would, be, no, I would be stealing from within the group. And so this is like a safe place. So there's no job applications, no self-promotion when you start the topic, we'll get into all that stuff. Yeah. Hey, and so I think the big thing we want to focus on, you just threw out a date and I hope everybody realized what that date is. You said you started this Facebook group, Masters in Real Estate, January 20th, 2012. Well, if you look at your calendar, today's 19th of 2022. So that will be 10 years tomorrow. So we're almost exactly on the nose doing this 10 years later. So I'm going to, we're going to do this in a format where I'm going to interview Joe. Okay. 
please, as the interviewer, I would love your questions. In addition to telling us we look like brothers, give me some questions to throw at Joe. And I've got some of my own that I'm going to ask about. And uh, let's just go into it. Let's talk about the last 10 years with this Facebook group, which has now ballooned to 8,000 members. So let's start. Joe, you woke up one day at four in the morning. Was it four in the morning? And you you said, I need to start a Facebook group. Now, in 2012, Facebook groups weren't what they are today. Is that a fair statement? I mean, it was. what was your inspiration? What, had you seen a different Facebook group for something else? No, this goes to what's my why, right? And it, it's funny, three years ago, I made a video, the first video I ever made. I don't like making videos. Now it's like I've made thousands of videos. I don't care. But that was my first video. And it, that's not normal for me. I was asked to go down to speak at the Clatsop County Association of Realtors to talk about masters, right? This is once masters was, was going for, for seven years. And a lot of them were in, the, in it. Some of them never, ever heard of it. And some of it heard of it, but they weren't members. And what was interesting is the people that have been part of the group for seven full years never asked me this question. The whole thing I got at the coast was, why do you do this? Why do you do this? This is a second full-time unpaid job. It, it, it's a management nightmare. You know, you remove someone for breaking the rules and then they come back with, you know, shouting, why did you? block me and, and what's your problem? And on the drive back from the coast, I thought I need to share my why with all the people that have been faithful members for seven years. And it's basically this, Steve, how long have you been in real estate? Uh, 10 years, almost exactly the same amount of time. Um, okay. I, I, got I got licensed as a real estate agent in April of 12, 2012. Now I, I was around the business before as a mortgage lender since 03. Okay. So I've been around the business for almost 20 years, but I've been on the, the real estate sales side almost exactly 10 years. Okay. So you didn't experience, but you heard about the 2008, 2012 re recession <laughs> and <laughs> it was horrible. And yeah. we just, we just came out of it and, yeah. or we were coming out of it and realtors, the, the ethics were at an all time low point. Everybody was ornery. The sellers bought a house for nine fifty. You had it listed for six twenty. Buyers are making offers for four eighty five. The sellers are taking a bath on what they purchased because of the market and what they can sell it for. So they want to share the pain and have you list it for practically nothing. The buyers are like king of the hill. It's like we don't have to buy; they have to sell. We're going to sit back and get a super deal. And by the way. We too, you know, want some special deal. It just, it was horrible. People were getting listings and hiding them and, and not cooperating. And I thought, how can I fix this? I got to do something to fix this. This is a massive problem. And I know it's the market, but it's how everyone was reacting to the market. And then I thought, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be the most professional, most ethical uh, the most cooperative person there is. I'm going to go out and show property. And then I'm going to carve out a time and call each one of those people and give them feedback, feedback that they didn't ask for, just unsolicited. Hey, I showed your property. Here's their thoughts. 
I wanted to be that guy. And I realized that that was a recipe for failure. I mean, I could still be that guy, but if you look at a real estate transaction, there's no less than 10 entities, right? You got listing agent, selling agent, buyer, seller, escrow person, lender, appraiser, inspector, contractor, on and on. warranty. Yeah. Yeah. There's a dozen people at least. Mm -hmm. If anyone in a transaction is unprofessional or an idiot, it's going to be exponentially harder to get it to the finish line. You sell a house in Camas. They pull an appraiser from Estacada. They have no idea what they're doing. They appraise it for 50 grand low on a VA or FHA loan, which you know, you get an appraisal with that type of loan. It sticks for six months or nine months or something like that. They have torpedoed the sale of that property and your listing or your sale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I realized that I, you know, high tides raise all ships, right? We all had to be better and not just realtors, but lenders, title companies, attorneys, surveyors, appraisers, and they're all in the group. And that was my epiphany. And did you belong to different Facebook groups outside of real estate? I mean, how did the Facebook group idea, because I believe if I'm not mistaken, you're, you're in the early days of, I mean, now flash forward to 2022 and there's all sorts of real estate Facebook groups. Okay. Yeah. None. And we're going to talk about the difference between masters and them here in a second, but back then there wasn't, and you were one of the first of, you know, first of the Mohicans, if you will. Was there a specific inspiration? Did you see, did you have an insurance friend that said, oh, I'm an insurance in a Facebook group? Were you in a family Facebook group? No. You remember? Uh, so I think people know this, but if you don't know this, I'm one of the owners of Soldera Properties. And how we run the company and our ideals is, you know, we, we teach and make everyone more ethical, knowledgeable, professional, technological, all the things. Well, Soldera Properties is just a tiny little company. We had to do it with everybody. Did, did Soldera have a Facebook group for the agents? We, yeah, we have our own group, but I had did to you extend it. Did you to, before masters? Did you before masters? I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember, okay. but there were no groups and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, how can I take our morals and principles and what we do? I have to share it with, you know, we don't sell in-house all the time. I mean, we're going to cooperate with all the other companies and all the other brokers, and we're going to have a, a smattering of lenders and title companies and appraisers. And I just, I thought this group thing just came out with Facebook. I didn't know if it'd be good or not, but I'm like, I can do this for the masses. And if groups is something that will catch on, then I need to protect the integrity of the group. And so I'm really bullish. You know, I got a team. We're bullish on the rules. Okay. Let's talk about the early days. Okay. Let's say it's January 24th of 2012. Okay. Or, or, you know, go a week later, two weeks later, how many people are in the group? Who are you inviting? How did you grow it? I started inviting people who I knew that were a realtor or a lender. Uh, that's how it started. And it's people I know to be shining lights, you know, brilliant people and ethical. And I thought, if I'm going to have a group, I'm going to start the group with 
the people I consider to be the best of the best. And, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody else can ask to join. And then we really scrutinize them to make sure they are who they say they are as best we can. But I sent the invite to, yeah, I've been doing this forever. So I know a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is my 30. Were people accepting it right away? Were they accepting it right away? Like they're like, oh, that's cool. Facebook group. And and did conversations start to blossom Um, right away? I know you led a lot of the conversations and you always have. It's it's interesting because back then you could just add someone to a group. They didn't really they have didn't a choice. Have to accept. Okay. You just you just add them to the group, uh, which is much different from now. Now you have to invite them, or if people recommend a, a somebody or someone sees the group and asks to join, they have mandatory questions. Back then, you just add them there in the group, and then I knew my responsibility was to have amazing content to keep them there. That's how it happened. And we grow slowly. I mean, look, there's groups out there, you know, Lab Coats, for example, they have like 150,000 members, probably more than that by now. They didn't have any rules. You just click a button to join and you joined. You could be anybody. You don't, mm-hmm. you could be, uh, you know, car salesman. Exactly. You, could, you could sell shoes at Nordstrom. I, right. and, and, and those people are on there, by the way. Let's talk about that difference. Because I think there's a high level belief that the bigger is be- better philosophy with groups. And I'll tell you, that is not my experience. That is not my experience. You started before Lab Code Agents. It's arguable that if you had wanted to try to go national with masters that you could have and, and, and Maybe you could have been a, a, a national with you know eighty thousand people. We'll, we'll say real estate people, but maybe that's you know with an asterisk. The problem, but what you did, Joe, and and what I love about masters, and I'm I'm going to just tell our listeners right now that when I have a question or a thought or um, something to share, I never go to any other group but masters when it's real estate related, and I I like masters personally. Because there's accountability in that group. People know each other. Now, do I know all 8,000? No, but I bet I know a couple thousand. And that couple thousand probably knows the other 8,000. So you're always within a couple degrees. You know, it's that six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. Well, you're within two on masters, right? (laughs) And they're generally local people, right? So you've heard of them. Sometimes you can even know their experience in the business you can know you know how much they're selling so that you can kind of take with a grain of salt what's being said and that's one thing i have to i'll I'll just be honest i loathe about lab code agents is there will be a question first of all there'll be like 500 comments now i don't know i don't care who you are you're never going to read 500 comments which makes me on the flip side go if you're never going to read 500 comments and I'm one of those 500 comments. Is anybody reading my comment, right? The other thing about it is there will be people that are very aggressive, speaking matter-of-factly, and you have no clue what their credentials are. You have no clue if they're an agent, how much they're selling, how long have they been in the business, should they be so forceful in their opinions. A good friend of mine, I won't name names, but Poor guy. Love the guy to death. He loves these groups. He's very active on masters. But I've also noticed he's active on some of the other groups. 
he constantly sees himself <laughs> in contentious situations. I saw one recently on Lab Code Agents where he made a comment and then, you know, several people, you know, jumped on the dog pile, nitpicking it. And there's just a lot of that going on with some of those other groups. In the recent years, there's also been a lot of local real estate groups. I think if you if you actually look, you'll see that there's now probably half a dozen to a dozen other Facebook groups locally trying to compete with masters. None have gotten the traction here locally that we have with masters that you've created, Joe. But they don't, again, the devil is in the details. Having a successful Facebook group with a real estate focus is all about how you manage it, how you control it, how you, the rules of the road that you not only set, but that you enforce. Let's maybe jump into some of those, Joe. Let's talk about the rules. Getting approved. Getting approved and and a questionnaire. Talk about that, Joe. Okay. So again, we're very protective about the group. So we have mandatory questions that people have to answer or they do not get in the group. And it is, we have rules. Will you read them and follow them? And they have to say yes. And then it says, prove to me that you are a realtor or in a real estate related service. The best way to do this is go to the company webpage, go to meet our team, find the one on you, click on you, and then paste that whole URL, abcproperties.com slash about us slash Steve Nassar, right? You paste that to me. No one's going to make a whole webpage just to get into the group. I know it's a great group, but I, I think that's even beyond the, the scope of what people would do. A business card would probably work too. Like a, a is it a, is it, it something you upload? No, it's a, it's a type it in. But people are giving me like it Got it. lender Got it. numbers. Oh. They're giving me real estate numbers from different states. Yeah. They're giving me CCB stuff that, number. You know, people put their email there, and it's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. So I need to feel that they will know and abide by the rules, and that they're in real estate, and that's really the the criteria. But from a management standpoint, I tell them, follow the rules, follow the rules, follow the rules. You break the rules, you're out. And so my pet peeve is someone says, I've read the rules, I'll follow the rules. And here's proof that I'm in this business. And then they go in and they're like, my name is John Doe. I'm a window washer and I serve Camas in Vancouver and in the Tri-County in Oregon. And, you know, we're cheaper than everybody. And it's like, Dude, your swan song lasted five minutes. You're forever blocked. And then they like come back to me in PM and they're like, I, I don't see it anymore. Did you kill the group? You know, what happened? And I'm like, no, your ass got blocked. And that's because <laughs> you didn't follow the rules. And so I, I kind of have a team that helps me on this because when I'm out showing property, speaking, doing whatever I'm doing, and I tell them, I say, hey, look, we beat in their head four or five times. Once they're approved, we send them the rules again and send them a video and we beat in their head, follow the rules. So if immediately someone posts their listing or, hey, I have a buyer in this property or I need a temporary rental or whatever, it's like they lied, they didn't read the rules or they didn't understand the rules or they don't care about the rules and they just went and, and posted it. Or they're so busy, they posted their listing in the wrong group. 
All of those are characteristic, unlike a master in real estate, boot them. And I said, if it's an honest mistake and they want to come back in, I have let people back in. But my pet peeve is you kind of know who they are, like, you know, real estate coaches or, you know, are pretty big on it. They just like go in and then all of a sudden I'm a real estate coach. And how would you like to take your business up? And it's like gone. And <laughs> from a management standpoint, you're not getting back in. I, I don't have the time or the team doesn't have the time to unblock someone for breaking the rules. And, and so that's kind of a pet peeve. And mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is if you invite someone to the group, I don't know what you guys see, but if you invite something to the group, it probably sends them something. Hey, you've been invited to the group. Fill out these questions. Like right now, I have 91 member requests to get into the group. If I sorted it by only those who answered all questions, I'd have like six, right? So what I do and what the team does, they wait a week. And if there's no, you can sort it by newest or oldest. We wait a week. And if they didn't answer any questions and it's been there a week, they had that opportunity. We just were hitting that delete button. Like the, the words on my delete button are wearing off my keyboard from just <laughs> hitting that. But when people are like, hey, I invited someone in my office and they're not a member and what's wrong? It's like, probably didn't answer the questions. So, yeah. One thing you pointed out, Joe, and I think this is unique to your group. Again, in a lot of the other groups, there's really aggressive people. It feels like they're on a mission to just get in a fight, okay? And we don't see that on masters. One thing you said that I, I, I really appreciated is you're IDing people before they come in. You know, there's a lot of fake Facebook profiles out there, okay? And I'll tell you why they're out there, by the way. Facebook could, if they wanted to, they could forbid there being fake profiles because they could say, hey, to start a, a profile, upload your social security card or you know some kind of ID to prove you're the human being. Facebook doesn't want to do that. You know why, Joe? Because they want to be able to say we've got 4 billion people on our site when really there's probably 3 billion people and then those 3 billion people have another billion fake sites, yeah. fake profiles. The problem with a fake profile is there's no reputation to protect. There's no accountability. If, if a fake profile is in a group like Masters, that person can be a complete jackass, can say inappropriate things, can pick fights, maybe passive aggressively, maybe not so deliberately that you get booted, but in, a, in just a, you know, a nip, nip, nip way to make people uncomfortable, create anxiety, and nobody knows who the heck that person is because they're not a real person. By simply IDing people, you're preventing those people in here. And I, I guarantee you the other Facebook groups for real estate that I'm, I'm familiar with aren't doing that. Beyond that, you're policing of it and booting people. And, and you know, on the surface, it sounds like an aggressive stance, like one strike, you're out. Like, but I get why you have to do it. Like, can you imagine if the rules were two strikes, you're out or three strikes, you're out? Can you imagine the logistics of having a spreadsheet with everybody who's breaking a rule and then you putting a strike there and going, okay, they got two more to go. I mean, it would just be a nightmare. Yeah. So to your point, and I liked what you said, 
you're either a master in real estate or you're not. And the masters in real estate follow the rules. They have attention to detail and they can, they can function on a basic level. And what you're saying is like the rules aren't, you know, the bylaws of masters in real estate aren't a scroll. They're not 50 pages long. It's a quick questionnaire. How many questions on the questionnaire? Three. <laughs> Three? Yeah, that's and the it maximum. Takes people a week. It, it takes it, people a week to do it? Okay. There's not many questions. And it, what are the questions, Joe? Don't self-promote. I agree uh, not to self-promote. It, it says, uh, will you read, know, and obey the rules? Are you a realtor or real estate related business? Prove it to me. Um, Got that's it. basically it. It's funny. I almost took the booting people to the next level. Like when we're, I was talking about pet peeves, like people ask to join and, and in full caps, it says, we have mandatory, mandatory questions. And if you don't answer them, you get kicked out, right? Or you don't ever get access. Well, when someone gets admitted to the group and then they start posting like, here's a fire new listing and it's in Alameda and it's amazing. And Clearly, we don't post listings there. The only correct response is, hey, delete that thing before you get canned because you're going to get booted indefinitely. But then people are like, ooh, how many bedrooms? How big's the lot? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I felt like, you know what? They're kind of in conspiracy. I should boot those people that don't have my back that say, delete this immediately. And secretly, if you want to know all about the house, PM them so the group doesn't mm -hmm. see it, but do not do it on the wall. And I thought about, you know what, someone posts this and instead of saying, oh my God, delete it quickly, they're like, oh, tell me more about it. And, you know, I thought about I want to also that. point out to our, our listeners, you can flag it to the admin as well. Any yeah. post on masters, if you go to the three dots on the right, I just did it right here. It says report post. If you click report post, it then says, please select a problem. If someone is in immediate danger, get help before reporting to Facebook. Okay, hopefully that's not happening. And then it says, you know, it gives you options, nudity, violence, harassment, suicide, self-injury, false information, spam, authorized, something else. You can report the post. Joe may not be everywhere at all times, nor his people, but us as users of the group who appreciate its sanctity, what it's trying to protect, you can put click that button, report it. Now, boom, next time they're on, they'll see that. They'll go straight to it, and then they can react accordingly. I've done that many Much times quicker. over the years. And, um, and oftentimes, Joe, when I've done it, you've, you've reached out and thanked me and said, hey, yeah, we, we handled that. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. And, and that's what protects this group. I think we touched on the rules. Was there anything else in the rules that you felt like didn't get touched as far as keeping the rules of the road and the group? Yeah. Well, I got, gosh, I got tons of stuff, but I want to address Steve Ulrich said, Hey, you know, I like how master's group self moderates. Um, and that is someone might ask a tax question. You get all these answers. And then someone jumps in and says, Hey, be careful about giving tax advice. If you're, you know, a contractor, right. Or, a realtor or lender. And I ask of all of you, I mean, I created it. So I'm the admin and I have a team, but I really need the group to moderate. If someone posts something against the rules, just let them know, you know, if, if it's against the antitrust, you know, if, if someone's breaching that, let them know immediately. 
this isn't a group that you go to first. If it's serious enough, you go to your principal broker if you're a realtor with a question. You know, That's a really go- good point, Joe. Talk about that. That's something that has really happened a lot over the years. I think it's happening less and less, but I think it's worth re- reiterating what you just said. So your principal broker is there to not get you out of trouble. It's to keep you out of trouble. And hopefully you have a very responsive principal broker. You have a question, bang, you got them either text, email, phone. Hopefully they're that responsive. Some people I think might skip that step and go straight to masters. And then if it's regarding a transaction they're currently in, you know, maybe they give more details that look, you know, we're all smart. If you give us enough details, we're going to know which property you brought the buyer to. And we're going to know the listing agent of that property. And we're going to know who you're talking about. I mean, what do we do when we get the monthly journal? Uh, We go straight to the reprimands and suspensions, right? So Mm -hmm. talk to your principal broker first. And then if if you have some general advice, non-specific, we don't want to know who you're talking about, the name of the person, the company, by all means, you can ask us, what would you do in this scenario type of thing? I'll also say, Joe, it's embarrassing to companies if people come there with silly questions. I mean, you're a company owner. I'm a company owner. If, if one of our agents goes on masters and goes, you know, just asks the most rudimentary of questions on a scenario, it puts a bad light to the company that I don't think they understand or want to be associated with. You should go to your own company with basic questions on a transaction for your sake, for your client's sake, for privacy's sake, for your transaction, and for your company's reputation that, hey, we know how to run a business. It's the stuff that falls out of the principal broker realm that's interesting to have on Mastery. And by the way, I'll give our listeners a little point of advice. If you go to your principal broker and you get their take on something and you, you're just like, hmm, is that right? I'm not sure. Maybe ask them, hey, do you mind if I put this out to a few of my associates in the business on a Facebook group just to see if how they would handle that? Ask them and they may say, yeah. They're, and I get that because maybe there are times where there's several opinions or there's several ways to go about something. And that can be interesting. And maybe put that in your post. Hey, I checked with my principal broker. I got their take on this, but I'd love to hear what some of you veteran agents out there think of this. That's a little different than going into the group and just asking 101 questions that make you look like a rookie, make your company look like they don't know how to manage their agents. And and just it's just not a good look all the way around. Would you agree with that, Joe? Yeah. So I, you know, I sent you those scribbles yesterday. Let's uh, kind of rip through some of those. And uh, uh, I wanted to unpack some of the reasons for some of these things. Principal broker. Yeah. So if you're unsure of what to post, if you're unsure you have a seminar or something that's squiggly, right? You want to post something and share it. Not sure if it was within the rules. Definitely ask, you know, I'll say, yes, they you ask? can do so this. They no, you DM can't. you, DM you. They PM me and then I let them post. And then I let them say, this is a Joe approved message just so people don't flag it and throw darts at it. 
if it's borderline. So kudos and shout outs. Like I'm not the heat miser here. I'm not Ebenezer Scrooge. I love positivity. Matter of fact, if you go to my wall, it's nothing but funny stuff and positivity, right? I love that. And I love that for the group, but why I don't necessarily like introductions to the group. Hey, I'm new to the group. I'm a, you know, a lender and here's what I do. We don't want that. There's plenty of opportunity and comments when people ask for a lender that you could go in and, and post all that stuff. And the shout outs and the kudos, people have sort of learned that, you know, Steve, you can't go to the group and say, hey, everybody, I'm a realtor at a high level. I have a team. I'm in Oregon and Washington, and I would love to help your sellers and buyers refer me. You know, you, you can't do that. That's against the solicitation rules. Or ask for referrals from out of area agents. You yeah. know, hey, we, there, there's Bend agents in the group. Hey, Portland, I would love your Bend referrals. That's not, that's yeah. not the, what the group's about. Yeah. And, and so those people get bounced like immediately. Well, people have figured out sort of the, the Ed McMahon rule to the Johnny Carson. And it's kind of like, I just had a so such a difficult closing. And I got to tell you, such and such a lender was brilliant. They were a contortionist. They pulled the rabbit out of the hat. They, I don't know how they got it to work, but they're awesome. And I also want to thank my escrow person. And it's like people have figured out, hey, pump me up this week. And then next week, I'm going to do a shout out and pump you up. And it's this lender, realtor, you can't do it for you, but I can do it for you and in reverse. And I was starting to see that a lot. And look, I love the positivity, but when you're calling out people, there's other people that look at it as opportunity and not just at face value. So that's why- don't don't do that. What do you do about those ones? You don't, do you boot those ones? Do you give them a little reprimand and- it depends on kind what's a, going on, yeah what, yeah. what season it is, and if people need a little boost of encouragement yeah. or and just the true essence of it, are they just so thankful that the the thing that never should have happened happened? You know, is this secretariat that like comes from behind and wins? I mean, I leave some of those, but sometimes it's you can see a little through. bit more case by case then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's move on. Vendors. Talk about vendors, asking for vendors and recommending vendors. Okay. So if you're asking for a vendor, be as detailed as you absolutely can. Pretend you are talking to a vendor on the phone. You need a roofer. Think of the top dozen questions they're going to ask you. So when you create a post, say, I have a listing coming up. They have a 2,400 square foot ranch style home in Beaverton with a shake roof and they need it completely torn off and they need a composition roof. Who do you love and recommend? Don't ask who can do it by tomorrow because we don't know other people's schedules, but is it important to know all of those things? Yeah. If there's a guy that we only uh, deal with shake roofs, we get rid of shake roofs and we only install shake roofs, or I have a guy and they only work in you know, Camus in Vancouver doesn't come to the Oregon side, not licensed. People are like, who's your favorite roofer? Go. So then the first dozen comments are like, what are you roofing? You know, what's the material there? Is it a two story? How big is it? Is it, you know, what would it be worth if it were on the market? Are we talking? Well, not to mention, Joe, that you can search the group. 
whenever you go to the group, there's a search bar at the very top, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you're looking for a roofer, type, do a search and type in roofing or yeah. roofer. Roof, or roofing. Roof. And there will come company. up 20 previous threads that will answer your question. You don't need to make it to the 21st thread. Yeah. Always search first, but if you don't find it in the searches, then start it. But gosh, darn it. Would you please be detailed? Because we don't want the first 12 comments trying to figure out who we should match with you. Right. And then after 12 comments of pulling information out of you, it's like, you know what? This guy's a knucklehead. I'm not going to give him my guy because it's not going to work out. I'm not going to take the time to share this information. So answer all the questions that a roofer would ask. On the flip side, when you're recommending somebody, give all the information. Like people just tag people. Oh, yeah, you want Dave Hawthorne. And they tag him. Well, if Dave isn't in the group, he's not going to know about it. If the person that posted the thread isn't friends with Dave, they might have strict permissions. You can click on it, go to his timeline and see like nothing. So that wasn't helpful. So because these threads are searchable and you should always start that way, we like to recommend our good people. Dave Hawthorne, here's his email, here's his phone number. Here is the his company website about us, team Dave Hawthorne. URL. You click on it and it goes straight to him. You can read how long he's been doing it, all this stuff. But the people that just tag people, it's pointless. You need to keep in mind that the person that asked the question is going to scroll down to the first person that gives all of the information. That's the person they call first. So if you Mm -hmm. really have a vested interest in recommending your person, just give all the information. Recommending vendors, I would assume some of that recommending vendors kind of goes to what you said about a backdoor workaround to promotion, right? If if you're recommending a vendor, don't have it be a, a workaround that you're, you're, you're winking at your vendor going, hey, I'm going to get you in front of a bunch of people. We've talked about that. Negative reviews, was that the opposite of a promotion where you are tearing somebody apart? Is that what you mean by negative reviews? Yeah. So... If you post anything on the internet for three seconds and then immediately delete it, it is out there forever. You posted it, it is out there forever. When someone says, you know, hey, I need a good inspector, and then someone jumps in and says, well, let me tell you who not to use, you really got to be careful about that because that happened once. There was a, you know, inspection company, lender, you know, different things. They had someone say, hey, look, I had this experience and it was terrible. And I strongly recommend you don't use this person for these reasons. Of course, it gets screenshot a hundred times, emailed private message to them. And then they're on a witch hunt to crucify that person. And then everybody that said negative things about them. And look, people need to know who to use and they specifically need to know who not to use. And, you know, I select my language very carefully. When my kids were little, we would teach them to take a no thank you bite. You know, you have something on a plate, you're at a guest's house and there's broccoli and it's just, you know, take a no thank you bite. They have to try it. And then they say something like, yeah, that's not my favorite. They don't say, oh my God, you know, you could have boiled my old sneakers uh, for two hours and that would have tasted better than this crap. So 
I would say, hey, I have had them on a transaction once and I didn't have the best experience. I'd leave it at that, right? Or if I really had a horrible experience and want that to be known, I will let this person know maybe by private message. Again, private messages can be screenshotted too. So I'm very careful about the negative stuff. I want them to know my experience and don't use them. I'm not going to publicly blast somebody because do I want someone who wants to sue me for slander or, you know, give me crappy reviews as retribution on Google pages and stuff? Be careful on the negative stuff. It's a necessary part, but word it so people know not to use them without completely killing them. So you were going to talk about masters being national. There was questions yesterday. For some reason, there's a perception that it's national now. I will... I'll give you my experience. I did see recently a post and I swear the person was from Texas. So obviously once in a while, somebody gets in that's in a different region, part of the country. Speak to that. So we're 95%. This started in mainly the the Portland Tri-County area and Clark County, right? It's normally a four-county thing. The closest proximity to the Columbia River of Washington and Oregon. But good news travels. And, you know, we have people that have moved from here to Bend and they're opening shop there. And now they're in Bend and other people in Bend are like, wow, what an amazing resource. And then, you know, there's a channel. I mean, our our own beloved uh, Tucker Merrihue moved to Florida. Look at all the people that are getting out of Dodge, moving to Florida, Texas, Utah has a big influx, Arizona, Idaho, and people are like, hey, I need a real tour in, in Boise, Idaho. And someone says, oh my gosh, I really love this person, John Doe, email, phone number, and then the website that goes directly to him. And then they invite John Doe to the group and say, fill out the mandatory questions, get approved. You can chime in on this. And from that, we do have lots of realtors, lenders, appraisers. We have people from probably all 50 states, but the majority of it is here local. And for some reason, someone from Texas maybe replied something and then there's this, oh, I didn't know this was national. I thought it was local. It's 95% or more local. and By design, right, Joe? By design. Yeah, by design. Look, if, if there's people that do business routinely in in Utah or Boise or shoot, even places that we don't go that are close to the, I mean, Klamath Falls or or Bend or Medford, for example, we don't screen anyone for any reason. If you are in real estate and you prove it to me and you say you're going to abide by the rules, I'm going to let you in. So Well, and the content is what helps police that. And and we could say the same about the Portland Real Estate Podcast, the podcast that we're on right now, right? Could somebody from Texas listen to this? Sure. Could they get some value? A little bit. They're also going to hear a lot of weird stuff about a city that's 2,000 miles away that's probably not going to interest them. So inherently, they're probably going to lose a little bit of interest. And that's kind of the, the same story of Masters, right? Most of the content, most of the postings are Northwest focused, right? I think at this point, it's kind of morphed into, it's a Northwest Facebook, real estate Facebook group. Most of Oregon, we see lots of people on the coast. 
We see people in Washington. I think there's probably a trickle up into Seattle. There's a lot in Bend. There's maybe some Northern California. And the closer you get to the metro area, the more, you know, you have the bigger saturation you have of members in the group. But the content helps keep it that way. And and rest assured, those who are asking, why is it national or when did you go national? It's not intended. It's not the purpose. And the content will help keep it from being that because that is. That we is have one of those already. It's called lab coats. And that's why there's yeah. 500 comments and everything's at 50,000 feet because you can't break it down to the local laws and, and every there's a law, different laws in every city and in every state. But it's 95%, if not more, local. I mean, have you ever heard someone saying, hey, I need a roofer. I got a 2,500 square foot house. It's a two story in the Tampa area. No, nobody has ever done that. It's <laughs> and if the, they the, did, they, would, they wouldn't the four have counties, a lot of counties, right? It's local. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It cracks me up. Once in a while, you'll see recommend people asking for recommendations of realtors really far away. And sometimes they get answers, but I would say if you if you need a realtor, this is my personal opinion, and, and Joe, I'd be curious yours. If you need a realtor in Topeka, Kansas, this might not be your group because you know we're far enough away from that place. The likelihood that somebody knows that person is 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 pretty low. Now, if you need a realtor in Bend or you need one in in Spokane or or Idaho or or you know somewhere on this side of the country, the closer to us, the more likely you're to have that person. What do you what's your thoughts there, Joe? That's exactly right. So, obviously, I love the recommendations of people I love and trust. So, I'm going to ask, you know, the people in my company as well. But in 10 years, I've grown to love everybody and masters. And I'm very comfortable asking. And look, we all support our own. If you get coached and it's ABC coaching and you travel around, that coaching group all supports one another in the coaching group, right? There's companies out there that are national franchises. They all support one another, right? You, you know, you, you get someone with one of these really big EXP or KW, they're going to give you a realtor most likely in Topeka, Kansas, that's with their same company. It's very unusual that they're going to give you someone that isn't with their company. That's kind of how they work. But if that same person is with a coaching group and they know someone in the coaching group there, they're going to recommend them. And just the last thing your people see when you sell their house and it closes and they're in a moving truck and they're heading across state they want to have that same absolute amazing service when they show up. They want a Joe or a Steve in Topeka, Kansas, and we can't be there. So we got to find the best other person that can do that for them. And it's something I take seriously. I mean, I screen these people. I might call three, four, five people, look them up because I want them to have that same experience. And I'm very comfortable of asking in masters because if we're two degrees from Kevin Bacon in this thing, then somebody knows something. I have seen posts that, you know, were complete crickets. You know, I, I had yeah, one the other and, day. And if that happens, you might think about taking it down after a while. Um, Zillow works pretty well for that. If you're looking in Topeka, Kansas, you can do agent finder in Zillow and you'll see every agent that has a profile there, which is most agents. I think we all have Zillow profiles and you can see some reviews and then you can call some people and interview them. 
But anyways, let's move on from there, Joe. And we want to wrap up. I know we wanted to keep this around an hour. Quick, let's let's do New York style. That's your that's your that's your way. Safety. I know I've seen over the years in Masters, I've seen hey, a creep called me. This was his line. This was his name. This was his phone number. Has anybody else experienced this? And then there'll be a bunch of comments. It is a closed group, so I think it works well for that. It's real estate professionals. I think I think that's an effective use of the group. What's your thoughts, Joe? Absolutely. I think the group identified a lot of these people. You know, we had the brother of one of these guys uh, step up and we had a conversation. I admitted him to the group and he's like, it's a real thing. My brother's been in and out of jail for stalking women and, and he's a bad guy. And Masters in Real Estate uncovered, you know, there was a guy that flashed a gun on I-205 years ago and he was sort of identified and uh, other bad guys. So I'm really, really big on safety. And once we nail down a date, we're going to have another safety class. It's everything, how to protect yourself. And it's handguns, it's situational awareness. It's not like gun focused, but it's at the sheriff's office in Clackamas County. And you will learn about guns. You're also going to learn situational awareness and things to do to protect yourself. So you're not a statistic. People that prey on people want the easiest mark they can possibly get. And like, so I did it, you know, it was a four hour thing. I got one credit hour, but if I wanted, I could file the paperwork and have my concealed carry license in 38 States. If, if I wanted, you know, after it's over with, you're eligible for that. But the guy said, you know, you are somewhere at a remote area showing a listing. It's just you, single female, some creepy guy shows up, get your phone, walk up to his license plate, snap a picture right in front of him, text it, send. What are you doing? Well, everybody knows I'm here and I sent the picture of your or maybe maybe it doesn't come up, but they see you take a picture of him and the license plate. What are the chances that guy's gonna you know do something that's bad good. now? That's a good strategy. I've never heard of that before, Joe. That's a good one. And that's yeah. just one of the tidbits we learned in the class. There's another thing you might know. This is very interesting to me. Like when cops pull over a car, you'll watch them as they pull over a car. They get their hand and they just touch the trunk of the car put their fingerprints on the car. They're trained to do that. They walk up to the car and they get their hand and they put their prints right on the car. And then they lean in and look, you know, they don't stand right in front of the mirror, in front of the window. They kind of like lean in and make sure that they're safe. But if anything happens to that cop, they know that they are trained to put their hand on the back and leave their fingerprints. Hmm. You, can, you can search it, search videos. It's really yeah. amazing. Anyway, that, that type of stuff. Cool. We'll announce, hey, we'll announce the dates when we figure it out. Yeah, that's great. Joe, I think we covered it all. I had all our notes here and I've, I've, I've checked them all. Do you have anything to wrap up before we close out this 10-year anniversary for you know, Masters I, in Real not Estate? Not really. We, we covered all the topics. I just got to say thank you again to all of the members. Whether you're a participating member and you create posts and create comments or you're a lurker, I love the lurkers too. You know why? Because 
in the future, I'm going to have a deal with a lurker. One of my brokers is going to have a view, a deal with this lurker and that lurker. Are we still talking about creeps? (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Lurker sounds creepish, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Lurker, the definition of a lurker. Read everything and never post. Doesn't say anything, right? Yeah. Read everything, never post. Yeah. Unconsciously, you may not know what's happening, but you are getting smarter. You are educating yourself. You are learning ethics and procedures, and the stuff you read is going to sink in and it's going to make you better. And the whole mantra here is master your craft. So I appreciate all the members we have. If you think there's someone in a real estate related business or a realtor, new or old, invite them to the group, but make sure to tell them to answer the mandatory questions or they'll never get in. I think we could do better with more people. We'll get different perspectives. I'm not looking to take it national and I'm not looking to open up admittance that anyone that clicks the button is in. We have plenty of those groups. So I just appreciate everybody and and gosh, you know, help me moderate this thing. I can't be everywhere at all times. And I mean, if you flag something, that's the quickest we're going to see it. And I think we've kind of ran through all the bullet points, huh? Yeah. Great job. And thanks for all your you've done, Joe, to foster and police and control this group and make it the valuable tool that it is. This was our first show without Tucker in the the new era. I think it went fantastic. We are very excited. We've got a punch list. Um, There's another guest also that Joe's going to be reaching out to possibly for next month. So it'll be the third Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. Of course, Joe will post it to Masters in the days and week prior so that you guys, it's on your radar. And please contribute and reach out to us if you want to be a guest on the podcast. We'd love to have those who can bring value to the podcast as well. So without further ado, Joe, now you can turn off the live on Facebook. Here we go. Technology. (laughs) Love it. Bye, guys. Thank you, Steve. Awesome job, by the way. Thanks again for listening to our show and make sure to tune in next week for another great episode of the Portland Real Estate Podcast.